This week's episode is brought to you by Habst and the Disney Saboteurs, the new novel by Leonard Kinsey, on sale wherever great books are sold. Welcome to season three. Hello and welcome to Cunicore Weekly, the greatest online show and home to us, the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And this is the a first episode for us back after the Communitor. It's <laughs> the first episode we're recording, like real episode that I'm recording in the new apartment. It's just an episode of first for us. Yeah, uh, I'm still not used to this time zone. No, because you're used to my time zone. Yes, yes. The, was the it California. weird to record episodes in the same room as, as me last week? It, it was because it <laughs> the facial clues were easily like, oh, this is sinking. We need to change the subject. Yes, or... <laughs> yes. See, that way it was good because over audio, we can never tell when we need to change the subject and we're going off on a tangent. But visually, I can be like shaking my head or waving my hands and you could be doing the same and we'll know, hey, this is dumb. Let's move on to something else. Like right. now I'm doing it, but you can't see me. <laughs> but, it, but it was also a lot of fun to record with people that were on the community tour with us. Yes, that was a blast. Even that though the last episode was very long, episode 121, it was a lot of fun because we got a lot of involvement from people. And again, thank you everyone who came on the tour with us. But uh, speaking of which, we, we got a little trip report, another another first for you, don't we? Exactly, yeah, let's let's uh, talk about that. Well, not only did uh, both of us get to visit Imagineering for the very first time, and you know we've we've been to the studios. At least I drove by it once before, and uh, I got to dine in Carthay Circle for the first time. But that's not what we're really going to talk about today in this trip report. It was my very, very, very first trip to Knott's Berry Farm. And Jeff, I know you've been there at least once or twice. At least once or twice, plus a couple of zeros after that. <laughs> at this point. You know, I was pretty excited because I've heard you, uh, we've done a lot of Knott's History segments on the show because it is a great little theme park. And so I was excited to experience it for myself. And you can't not read about Disneyland history and not learn about Knott's at the same time. Yeah, they definitely intersect quite a bit, especially because, you know, Knott's and Disney, you know, they work together on a lot of things. Disney visited Mm -hmm. Knott's quite a few times uh, in the process of developing Disneyland. So their history is very intertwined. So I'm very curious to hear your, I mean, granted, I heard them already. <laughs> I was going to say, you heard it live. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to hear your thoughts again and maybe, you know, some reflections now that it's been a week since you've been there, some reflections sure. about the park. Well, it was really hot. Well, yes, yes. It was a very hot week, so. But, yeah, I think that's the week. I think that day we still got up into the mid-90s. Yep. Uh, this was this is after the Communitor, so we were both a little tired and a little grumpy, mm-hmm. to say the least, but still, nonetheless, I was excited. Um. It was sort of neat to uh, walk in front of the park and then you come up onto the ticket booths and pass through. And there wasn't anything that jumped out at me like Main Street. I sort of didn't know what to do, you know, my first time at this park. 
And then so the first part we went into was Ghost Town, which was sort of the original part of the park, you know, that was built uh, so people could wander around where they were waiting for their chicken dinners, from what I understand. For, um, well, waiting to be called into the restaurant so they well, could sit true. down and, and, you know, order and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, obviously that was the oldest part of the park. It's the, it's the original, what started the park to begin with. But how, how, did, you, how did you feel about it? I mean, what, what were your impressions of Ghost Town overall? Well, I was trying to get my um, bearings on it. You know, with Main Street, it's so easy. You've got one straight line that you head down towards the castle. You know, Epcot, you head towards Spaceship Earth. You know, I won't say anything about the other parks. Um, but it, it was just sort of, it, it seemed like a smattering of small buildings that really, really showed their age. Uh, fantastic theming. Um, the animatronics, well, no, they weren't animatronics. The figures the figures i guess is <laughs> the were, best way to describe them they were fairly static um were interesting you could tell they were of their time or of their generation uh, especially the chinese laundry yeah i mean it's a great to me i find it very charming and i find it that it's a great little snapshot into the mm-hmm. time period when ghost town was first opened sure um, oh, definitely definitely and, and i i mean i don't mind that they're not sophisticated animatronics i i really enjoyed the fact that they're the old school you know some of them had very simple movements and you know yeah, audio like tracks playing or something yeah yeah but yeah that's, that's what it was it, it felt like it felt like a, a great place to ramble and to just walk around and not feel hurried at all i i knew there were so many things we wanted to do uh the different roller coasters see some of the attractions but it never felt like i was being pushed or that i needed to of course, when you told me to visit the jail, I, I knew about this, but I wasn't expecting it. Well, yeah, because uh, I made you, you know, walk over to the jail, and then I quickly ran over to the window to tell uh, <laughs> the man controlling uh, him that what your name was, and it was your first time. And I thought you yeah. two had a pretty pretty interesting interaction. Oh, it was fun. I mean, uh, is was it Slack Eyed Joe or Sleepy Eyed Joe? <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head, but anyway, you know, I was just peering into it and I was like, oh, yeah, there's a guy right in my face. And he says, hi, George. I was like, whoa, hi, how are you? Hi, thing that knows my name inside the jail cell. <laughs> You're stuck there. I'm not. Ha ha. Um, but yeah, the guy obviously had a good repartee and knew how to do some improv, I guess, after probably a few years of doing that. But, <laughs> but you know, the ghost town, you could see some of the inspiration for parts of Disneyland, especially Frontierland how it was laid out. It, 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 oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Frontierland. It, it, it felt like it was a little larger than it probably actually was because you, you had some side streets you could look down. You had some different areas. Um, I, I thought it was fun. It put me in the mood for being in a theme park as opposed to a coaster park or something like that. So mm-hmm. it really got me into that feeling of it. I, I liked it. I really did. It, also, it, was, it was charming. We also had lunch there too and the, the Ghost Town yes. Grill, which is by far my favorite oh my restaurant gosh. in the entire of Knott's. Um, you know, it, it felt a little expensive to me, but yes. not bad. But once I ate the food, it was spectacular. I had a, um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I get weird when I'm at a theme park. I like to eat salad because I think it dehydrates myself. I know I'm lying to myself. It's just crunchy water. Whatever makes you feel better, George. It, exactly. It was a huge salad with a lot of chicken on it and a lot of fruit. It had the uh, the fruit that you don't eat, the, the boysenberries. The boysenberries. Yeah, which, which I thought, is ironic. The one fruit that's like, you know, original to Knott's Berry Farm. I actually <laughs> do not enjoy for some reason. I apologize, Knott's. So after, well, that was what we sort of did near the end of the day. But, you know, the first attraction that we did 
was the Splash Mountain ride. Uh, I don't know how many times during the day I had to correct George know. what it's called. It's I... called the Timber Mountain Log Ride. Yes, yes. And, it, you know, you guys made me sit up front, which is partially to block you guys from some of the water. Yes. But it was a great attraction. I mean, it, it wasn't wasn't as long as the Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom in Florida. Um, and even the Splash Mountain at Disneyland felt a little bit longer, but not much longer than this. And I know it had been refurbed, what, probably like 10 years ago, or was it sooner than that? The, no, it was refurbed less than a year ago. Oh, that's right. It was last year. That's right, when they did the opening. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the only thing that got me about the ride is those animatronic, um, they're, they're creepy. <laughs> they're, I mean, especially Old. when we went to that first room when you oh, know, yeah, the first yeah, got on the yeah. ride. I remember you turned around, you're like, these dudes are creepy in, in, in the woodworking <laughs> mill. And they are creepy. I mean, admittedly, yes. But, you know, with the budget that they had to uh, oh, yeah. build, make that ride, I think Gardner Holt did a fantastic job with the animatronics. Yeah, I think so, too. And it was a, it was a cute attraction. It wasn't as drastic of a, uh, uh, the flume wasn't as drastic as either one of the Splash Mountains, but it, it, it was pretty rough and it was pretty fast, which was exciting too, you know, and there was that great pine smell. Yes, there was. Went and, of, and I loved just it. Just to build off what you said about it being fast, I remember when we got off the ride, you said to me, I liked it a lot, but I felt like it was too fast to actually see everything yeah. that was going on, which yeah. to me means, you know, it's the type of ride built that you need to go on again and again to catch everything. Oh, totally. I, I, yeah, it's it's one thing I'm thinking now is like we should have hit that one more time before we left for it, the day. It's not like the line was all that long. I mean, it took no, us no. 15 minutes to get on. It was it yeah. was a very slow day for a Friday because yeah. it was boiling hot. Yeah, and there were a lot of uh, school groups there. Yes, 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 but yes. They, they were being good. So uh, that was fantastic. A slice of history. The the uh, Calico Mine Train, of course, was closed. It's being refurbished. But we did, we did, I mean, they have the fence up there to block, quote unquote, block the view. But I mean, there was that whole area off to the side that we stood at. We watched them for yeah, a they couple were, of minutes. They were doing some work on the mountain itself. It opens um, up in, in June. You can come back out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard something a little bit about some Diagon Alley somewhere, too. I don't know what that is. You're, you're not even speaking English right now. <laughs> so after that, we did ride the Silver Bullet. Um, I, I don't know what any of the other lands were called. Outside of Ghost Town, I don't. I don't think all of them have uh, official names except for like Roller Coaster Land, um, <laughs> which is most of the rest of the park. I mean, because that area that we were in has a whole bunch of roller coasters. So it does. We, yeah. we hit you know a lot of them in a row. We hit um, Silver Bullet, which is my favorite coaster of the park. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's a very similar one at Carowinds that is about a third of the time. Oh, really? That you spend. So yeah. Silver it's, Bullet's it's, way better. Yeah, Silver Bullet was way better. I had a lot of pulls, a lot of corkscrews. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and we, we we rode the I'll keep wanting to call it the Exonerator. The Accelerator. The Accelerator. I'm lying to you, that is actually in the boardwalk section of the park. Oh, that was the boardwalk section. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but that was a ride that we walked into the line, walked up to the gate, and they're like, "Is there any parties or two? And we were like, "Yes, please." Uh, yeah, and we got immediately us. on. And that was fun, but I think that was typical of a lot of uh, Paramount and Cedar parks of the '80s and early '90s. Is we're going to give you a real quick th- thrill and get you off of the attraction quickly. And, and I was I was telling yeah. George that that was a prototype uh, in a way for King Ka at Six Legs Great Adventure, my home park in New Jersey, um, just the way it shoots you out and, and the height. And yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, it's, a, it's it's like a little slice of home. It's obviously not it, not as um, tall as King Ka, but it does shoot you out very quickly. Yep. And I think you were not prepared for what it was. I think we were already strapped in and you were like, I have no idea what's going to happen to us right now. 
Yeah, I could see it. And you're like, oh, it shoots you out. I'm like, what? I was like, just uh, look ahead, <laughs> brace yourself, and you'll be fine. Yeah, and it was good. I enjoyed it. I wish it had had a little more oomph to it after the initial going straight up and going straight down. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. It was an enjoyable coaster. I liked that there was no weight. Um, but one of the... One of the uh, we walked into like something called a haunt museum or something too. Yes. Yeah. Well, I made George walk into the haunt museum because now I'm obsessed with it. You know, pointing out some of the previous haunts things and you know yeah. thing that's coming up this coming year and the, some of my favorite mazes from this past year. I really want you to come out for that. I really think you would have a good time. Oh, I think so. I think it'd be fun. It's just a we'll have to do a, a Kickstarter campaign. That's fine. Kick, Kickstarter <laughs> to get George out to fly to fly George out haunt. to skip. Yeah. No, we're kidding, guys. We're kidding. We would never do something unless like you want to do that. Unless you want to, then we'll take it. I mean, it, that's so. fine. But it's not. We're just joking. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, it, I think the uh, overall, I know there's one more attraction we rode that I really liked I want to talk about but before we get to that. You know, as we walk through the park, you could see the growing pains sort of that they went through. How there was that great little cemetery and right plop in the middle of it was part of a roller coaster. Yes, yes. And, and for, for those of you who, uh, who've been to Knott's to uh, reference, it's the cemetery where, I forget the guy's name, but the beating heart. Oh, yeah, you stand there. on it. You stand on yeah. it. It's, it's, and it's the box of uh, baby rattlers that yes. are very dangerous. which you thought which was my, one of the greatest jokes ever. It, that was absolutely beautiful. I, I love that. Um, but it was you, you walk through that where one moment I felt, oh, wow, I'm in a great theme park. Oh, I'm, what is this? Just steel everywhere. Yeah. And you lost that feel. The boardwalk area, you can tell it sort of started to go that way, and they tried to pull it back. Well, boardwalk, yeah. again, uh, along, along, excuse me, about the same time that the um, Timber Mountain Log Ride was redone, they redid the boardwalk area. Um, okay. So there are three rides in that area that are new. There are two flat rides and the Wild Mouse Coaster that are right there are brand new. The, the one attraction I thought was really cute, and I can't imagine actually wanting to wait for it, was the stagecoach, though. Because yes. it's, it's, I mean, it holds probably six, eight, maybe ten people at if a time. That, yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 a long five, more than five-minute ride, it feels like. Yep. And the guy was like, you guys want to sit on top? I was like, was the inside hot? He goes, yeah, but not as hot as it is on top. I'm like, okay, inside. Inside it is, everyone. Inside, inside. And it it was a nice, it was something different, something I've never done before. I've never been in a stagecoach. You know, made me think, was this how, you know, the, uh, it was at Disneyland in Frontierland during the first couple of years. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great little attraction. If there's not a if there's not a wait, I think do it. It's a great way to see the park overall and get get a good idea for it. But, you know, I, I enjoyed knots. There were still things we didn't get to do that I wanted to cuz we ran out of time because we had mice chat things we had to take care of. Yes. But but it's it's a great park. They're building and they're building in a great way. They're retaining their history. They're trying to keep their history. They're trying to build items that have some history to them as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, the management team they have now, I think is great. Sure. They really respect the past of the park. They have great historians like uh, Eric Linksweiler, who oh, yeah, definitely. is a big, big champion of the history of the park, and he gives these great presentations on it. And I think be- um, because of these type of things, the park is really embracing its past and really making sure it doesn't lose that old charm that you know it had when the park first opened and i'm i'm extremely happy about that i love it's a different park than disneyland but i i very much enjoy going there Mm -hmm. and and, you know the one thing i've heard a lot of people talk about too is how knots has totally stepped up the food and yes they did yes they have 
They really did. Um, it's it's how far away from the Disneyland Resort is Knotts? Is it about a half hour? Uh, no, it's less than that. Cause I mean, okay. we took that wrong turn the other day and we wound up by Knotts, so it's maybe 10, 15 <laughs> minutes. So oh, it, I mean, it's worth the extra the drive up there. Yeah, it could be part of your trip, and I really recommend it. I had a great time. It's not necessarily. I'm not. This is not a slam against Knotts. It's not necessarily a full day park, but it is a place I would like to spend a lot of time. Um, exploring it, playing in the ghost town area, going through some of the shops. Absolutely. And, you know, if you enjoy coasters, they've got some great coasters there as well. But it, and if, even if you don't, there are plenty of things you can do. So, so I say I'm basically, I'm going to take you back. That's what's happening. Yeah, we have to go back. Have All to right. go back to Knott's Bear. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's do it. He's a nerd. He's a geek. But we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. Well, this week's book uh, had me pretty excited. I'm a big fan of Bamboo Forest Publishing and a lot of the stuff that Leonard Kinsey has done. So when I heard about Habst and the Disney Saboteurs, his latest release, I was really excited. He sent me a review copy, um, and you know, I, I still wasn't sure what to expect with it because of the title. I could make heads or tails out of what this was going to be. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've reviewed Our Kingdom of Dust before, and we both loved that, and we both loved Hollow World, even though that was by Nick Proversky. It's still the same universe. So I knew that even if the Haps and the Disney Saboteurs was only half as good as Our Kingdom of Dust or Hollow World, it would still be fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, yeah. I remember when you did get the book, I purposely did not tell you anything about it because I had read it, you know, an earlier draft of it yeah, before, yeah. and I didn't want to spoil anything for you, um, and I wanted you to have <laughs> your own impressions of it. But you know, having reread the final form of the book now too, um, I enjoyed even more now than I did when I read it a couple of months ago, uh, and it's like second or third draft stage. Um, but what, what what's it about, George? Tell me tell me what's well, about. <laughs> this is the hard thing. You can't. It's like the crying game. You can't really say too much without spoiling it, but Habst is the main character, and he's he's in his mid-20s, I believe, right? I think so, yeah. I think he was. I think he was. And he's actually been described, and it's very easy, he's, he's a burnout, uh, a tech prodigy, and obviously a Disney fanatic. So, okay, okay, that's I, I can live with some of those things. Um, and then you get the sort of the dark side Disney twist of the knife. He's living with his slightly underage girlfriend. So, for reference, this is not a book for kids, just throwing uh, it out yes. there now. Yes, this, this is definitely not... a, a Bamboo Forest publishing book. Yes. This is if definitely... You, if if you see the cover, it's a great cover by Emma Levitt, and I hope we didn't just massacre her name. It might be Leave It. She'll yell at us and tell us. <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's a very young adult teen cover. Um, so, just parents beware. There's a lot, lot of... Uh, not safe for work or not safe for young kids type stuff in here, but don't let that detract you. No, no, from no. This book at all. So, so he's living with his slightly underage girlfriend and her very wealthy mom, and and he sounds like not really a bad guy, but a slacker. Maybe that's only out for himself until he gets entangled. In, in the plot of some In the sort. plot of, yes. And, you know, the cool thing is, you know, he brings in uh, Charlie Walker, who you might remember from Hollow World. And if you if you did read Hollow World, you do not have to read this first. 
uh, or read Hollow World first, but having read Hollow World will add so much to the book. Yeah, it's kind of so. nice to get see a progression of a character that Nick created, mm-hmm. you know, wind up in Leonard's new book, and it kind of creates, you know, to me this bamboo forest universe of fiction that they can write in, and you know, it's <laughs> I like Marvel, like, like Mar- Marvel in a way. It's really, really cool, I think. And I mean, it, on top of that, it's it's just a really good book to begin with. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely takes, you know, it, it takes you to places that you haven't been before in <laughs> books, especially in a Disney setting. And yes. I, the idea behind it, again, is what we can't say because it'll spoil it, but it's very interesting and it's very in line with, you know, the original vision of Epcot Center. And it's very Disney-esque and it makes a lot of sense when you get there. And I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a great, great mm-hmm. read. You know, it's, it's one thing that I know I can get from Leonard at Bamboo Forest, that he looks for authors, I mean, including what he writes, the books are very intelligent. Yes. Um, the, not, not to the point that you're not going to understand it, but the way they're crafted. They're put together very well. Um, the language flows. There's never anything that's going to be over your head. It's, it's, it's great storytelling. It, it's always exciting, and it's always funny. Yes, absolutely. Yes, a lot of humor is built into it. Some of them you may not get right away. Um, you know, the one thing that uh, when, I, when I spoke to Leonard beforehand about it, he said there are a couple twists and turns that some people have not expected and some people have not liked. But I thought they were pretty cool. I thought it was a neat shift. You know, we reviewed Midlife Mouse a few months ago, which we both liked, but it took us in a weird direction that neither one of us was really comfortable with. And this has some similarities, but it, it, it goes in a different direction and it works better. Yeah. yeah I think I it agree. works a lot better. Um, it, it, it's just, you know, as, as you and I had talked, you know, Leonard did a lot of research in this book to get a lot of his facts straight. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not quite safe for kids. They do. Uh, there's a lot of drug use that's talked to. There is some sex. And they talk about the dark net, which, which is a place where you can purchase or find out about a lot of illegal it's from the darkest timeline for those yes from the darkest timeline (laughs) (laughs) but you know i you know i i if you're an adult and you know you have an open mind i really would love for you to read it you know yeah absolutely you can you can look past those small things or you know it just might be something that doesn't really bother you Uh, you're going to enjoy it because it's very very well crafted and again leonard has great characters that have depth to them and feel like they're real people itself or themselves agree agree and okay. i i highly recommend it and that's really that's really all i have to say about it. i highly recommend it definitely yeah. read it i think the only thing to add is it it needs more boats just at least one boat just one one sometimes you might see it sometimes you don't hey look what's that it's a five-legged goat When you're walking around Ghost Town at Knott's Berry Farm, you'll find a store called The Barn. Now inside The Barn, you'll find all these plush animals for you to to buy if you're into that kind of thing. But of interest to us is that in one corner of the store, you'll see a display of these three bears having instruments in their hands, and sometimes, occasionally, they will play them for you. These are actually leftover bears from 
Not Berry Tales, which was designed by none other than Rolly Crump. I don't know if they're the last surviving bears from the ride, but it's pretty cool that they saved them and they actually repurposed them for the store. Um, they're just kind of hanging out and they do play music still, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was great when we walked in there and you're like, hey, you know, this is one of the last, well, <laughs> basically what you just said. Um, and we just hung around for a few seconds and it started and we got to watch them perform a song and it was really neat to see, you know, uh, I mean, neither one of us got to see Knott's Berry Tales. Yeah, just just in videos. At all. I saw just it. in the video form is all I've seen. Of course, the great segment on it and it's kind of a cute story. The great book by Rolly Crump is told to Jeff Heimbuck or something Some like that. Some dude. Some dude. Some dude. But it was a lot of fun. So I enjoyed seeing the history. So the next time you're in Knott's Berry Farm, check out the barn and hang out. And With the bears. Maybe shed a little tear. Just Mayhap, because I always do. Yeah, I do too, so... Well, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to another episode. Yes, be sure to leave us a comment and give us a rating on iTunes. Please, we love your feedback. We've been getting a lot of feedback lately, and we love it. And next week, now that all this craziness of the tour and everything's over, we're going to get right back into history stuff. Don't you worry. We are? We are. Oh. I promise. We just have to prepare for that, won't we? Uh, we generally don't, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, if you have ideas for a history segment, email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com and we'll see what we can come up with. Yes, please. And of course, you can always like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. We shared a lot of photos during the week. And if you're not liking the Facebook page, you're missing out on all the photos. Yep. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Imagine Nerding and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. And of course, you can call us on the Communicore Weekly GOAT line at 424-785-4628. Give us a call. Leave us a message. And if you went on the trip, give us a call. Leave us a message. Tell us tell us what you thought about it. Oh, exactly. And if, if your name is Eric Serta and you went on the trip and you want to tell all of the listeners how cool it was to meet me, feel free. I would love that. You don't have to do that, Eric. It's fine. You sure he doesn't have to? No, he doesn't. Well, it'd be cool I mean, don't, don't let George peer pressure you into doing anything. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay, well, let me peer pressure everybody into buying a copy of Communicore Weekly, the musical. That is okay. That is okay. Good, good. I, I just need to know where the line was. Yes. So grab your copy of the musical on Amazon, iTunes, CD Baby. You can listen to it on Spotify. We don't care. We just want you to listen to it. Uh, for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening, guys and gals. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. Ugh.